This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Buckets. My guest today is a fellow friend, a fellow fan, a fellow podcaster. Please welcome to the show, Chris Wendelkin. You getting bucket buckets. You getting buckets buckets. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, very good. A listener. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So who is that? Is that uh that's Bradley Beal? Is that what you said? Yeah, it's Bradley Beal. Um that he will hopefully come up in our conversation today, but no spoilers. Ooh. That's right. Ooh. Uh, the name of the game right now is Anthony Davis Trade Gate. Everyone's talking about it. We don't even need a warm up. We're already day two into what will hopefully not be a 1,000 day long saga. For those of you who still are unaware, Anthony Davis has gone on record now through his agent saying he's not going to be signing an extension. He wants to be traded out of New Orleans. And everybody's freaking out because he's the best player to to be traded since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But we got to find out where he's going to go. I was on Chris's podcast last week. Came out a couple days ago, right? Yeah, it came out on uh, came out on Monday. That was a it just yeah. That was a trade machine in general. Uh, trade deadline podcast where we were coming up with trades. One of mine was an Anthony Davis trade, which I guess we didn't realize was a little ahead of its time because within the next day. He stated that he wants to be traded. You broke the news for me <laughs> that he had that he had requested a trade. Yeah, I had just oh, finished know editing that. the podcast. No, I just finished <laughs> editing the podcast. I was like, do 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 putting it online. You're like, guess who wants a trade? I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, this asshole gets to gloat. So, Look at this. So I figured, why not have Chris on buckets, and then we could do a more specific trade machine podcast where we send Anthony Davis to a bunch of teams. These are all options free for the New Orleans Pelicans to use. Uh, And then at the end of the episode, we can choose our favorite trade or decide, you know what, maybe like the Pelicans will, let's uh, put a pin in this idea for now and see what we can get in July. Yeah. Uh, so how many trades did you come up with? I came up with, I have about, man, I, I kind of got a little carried away here. (laughs) (laughs) I have about six or seven, uh, really good, interesting trades for the Pelicans to consider. All right. Um, but then I have, then I have some sort of like, you know, shot in the darks. Okay. So I'll save those for the end. I I don't know how plausible those are, those, those trades actually are. So here's the plan. You're going to start. I got four. So you'll get through at least five good ones and then give us a couple flyers and we'll decide. Great. We are Dell Dems. Let's decide. Let's make a deal or let's wait till July. Great. Sweet. Okay. I'll kick us off. Please do. All right. My first trade, my first trade is, uh, it's a blockbuster. This is a, this is a three teamer here. And it involves the Pelicans, the Bucks, and the Nuggets. Mm. Now. I I noticed the Lakers are not on that. The Lakers are not in this trade. The idea here is let's get Anthony Davis somewhere other than the Los Angeles Lakers. Weird. Okay. So we're going to be sending to the Bucks, to the Milwaukee Bucks, we're going to be sending Drew Holiday to the Denver Nuggets. We will be sending Anthony Davis and to the New Orleans Pelicans, we will be sending Gary Harris, Chris Middleton, Jamal Murray, Monty Morris, and Eric Bledsoe's expiring contract. That's pretty good. What do you think? That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that's like, it's very Carmelo to Denver, or to the yes. Knicks, where they're getting to the Knicks. not necessarily names that excite a fan base, but solid players. Okay, so I'm thinking, you know... 
if for Milwaukee, they get Drew Holiday, right? He's a, he's a two-way player. He's a combo point guard, shooting guard. He's an upgrade over Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. But he's also locked in on a long-term contract at like a fair market value price. Okay. So all of a sudden, Giannis has, has a long-term running mate in uh, Drew Holiday. For the Nuggets... Uh, Anthony Davis is what? I don't know. You tell me. He's what? One of the two, three best players in the NBA? Yeah. The, uh, any team getting Anthony Davis, you don't have to convince me. That's that's reason enough to do it. Great. Um, and then for New Orleans, they're turning a distressed asset into the backward of the future. Gary Harris and Jamal Murray. And then they also get salary cap space in the process with Eric Bledsoe. And Chris Middleton's under contract for another year. So they're they're off to a great start in terms of rebuilding their franchise. So who's Milwaukee given up to get Drew Holiday? It's Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton. Yes. So Milwaukee is giving up Bledsoe and Middleton. Yeah. Two big pieces for them. Yeah. And Den- so basically Milwaukee is turning Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton into Drew Holiday. They're basically saying... We will cash out on Chris Middleton for the long-term assurance that we'll have Drew Holiday here for the next four years. What does what does Hollinger what does Hollinger think of that trade? Hollinger's not thrilled with me. <laughs> <laughs> Hollinger, <laughs> Hollinger, uh, Hollinger says it's a minus four for the Bucks. It's a minus three for the Pelicans. Um, and it's a minus one for the Nuggets. I don't know how you acquire Anthony Davis, and it's a minus one. <laughs> I guess they're giving up but a lot of role players, basically. They're giving up a lot of depth. Here's the thing. So, you know, Denver is giving up. They're giving up Murray and Harris, and they're also giving up Monty Morris, who's like a really reliable young backup point guard who's on a $1.1 million contract for the next three years. Three solid so basically, players. They're going to have to play Isaiah Thomas at point guard. Yeah, they have two players that are seemingly going to be in their rotation that may or may not even play anytime soon, which is Isaiah Thomas yes. and Michael Porter Jr. Like, you have these yes. two guys who are going to step yeah. up at, at any moment, and they're going to be taking minutes away from Monty Morris and or Malik Here's Beasley. my thing. That's the price you pay. If you want Anthony Davis on your team, you're, you're going to give me all your depth, okay? I'm gutting your depth. That's what the Knicks did for Carmelo. So we're, we're you know, if the Nuggets, if they want to pair Jokic with Anthony Davis, great. Guess what? We're, we're tearing apart your young backcourt. We'll take everything you have, pillage you, and figure it out. You know, like, figure it out. Like, get some, sign some veterans. I don't care. Yeah. Um, that's the price you pay. That's the price of doing business. Swing for Free the teamer, Pelicans, Bucks, Nuggets. I like it. I like it. Um, the I'm wondering if the Bucks are giving up um, two big pieces for an, the upgrade from Bledsoe to Drew Holiday. You think is worth losing Chris Middleton? I think if anyone's going to have a problem with this, it's probably the Buck fans because they're going to say, wait a minute, I'm giving up Bledsoe and Middleton for Holiday. You know, some people might say, eh, Holiday for Bledsoe, they're similar players, maybe advantage Holiday a little bit, but is it really worth the price of giving up Chris Middleton for the long term assurance of Drew Holiday? You got to look at it two ways. One, I would say Drew Holiday is a significant upgrade over Eric Bledsoe. But two, you're also creating cap space by letting Bledsoe and Middleton, taking Bledsoe and Middleton off your books. Yeah. So you're acquiring Drew Holiday, but you're also acquiring the ability to sign some other marquee free agent in a year or two or three from now. That's right. So um, I... I think it's I think it's a win for everybody, John Holland. Uh, yeah, 
All right, solid one to start. Solid one to start. Um, so what do you got? Uh, I have all mine are three team deals, um, except for oh, my last all three teamers. My last doozy. So my my strategy going forward was this. Let's get Anthony Davis to the Lakers. I know you're Jesus not going to do it, Christ. so I got to go. Jesus I got to go with a bunch of options. I drew up. I want you to know. I drew up one Laker trade for you. Okay. And it was really. It's not really. No, it's not for you. <laughs> it's for your audience. I feel your audience deserves a real Laker trade. That. I let's just. I want your audience to know I'm going to hold you accountable to these Laker trades. Okay, so go ahead. Let, give, so, give me your first one. So this is my theory. If Anthony Davis is going to the Lakers, uh, the Lakers will have to give up their four youngsters. But it's not all necessarily going to the Pelicans. The Pelicans probably have their favorite two of three. So when you talk about Lonzo, Kuzma, and Ingram, they'll say we love two of them. We're not necessarily enamored with the third. So what the Lakers, I believe, will do is send that third asset to a team that wants it in exchange for another asset to give to New Orleans. For example. Interesting. Uh, so who's your favorite, um, or I should say, who's your least favorite? Let's say you're the Pelicans, and I'm saying Ball, Kuzma, and Ingram. Which two do you want? Which two do I want? Ball, Kuzma, or Ingram? I like Lonzo, and I like Kuzma. Okay, great. So I got something for you. We're not even going to give you Ingram. We're going to send Ingram, Rondo, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to Washington. You guys are going to send them Miritich and Solomon Hill. You're going to get rid of that contract. Okay. And for those four players, they're going to give you Bradley Beal, and we'll throw in Lonzo, Kuzma, KCP, and a pick or two. So you're getting. Holy. We're getting Holy Anthony smokes. Davis. You're yeah. getting Beal from Washington. And then we're giving you the rest of what we got, which is KCP, an expiring contract, good defender, good shooter, uh, and two very young 21-year-olds who, sorry, Kuzma's 23, Lonzo's 21, uh, who are on super friendly deals. You're getting four players uh, for Anthony Davis. So I'm getting, uh, the Pels are getting Kuzma, uh, Lonzo, Bradley Beal, and what else? KCP. And two draft picks. And two draft picks. Lonzo Ball, Beal, two draft picks, and KCP's expiring. And Kuzma. Gosh. And Kuzma. That's that's really compelling. That's like where where is it gonna get better than that? Huh. So the question wow. is, if you're Washington, do you get rid of Beal, who has two more seasons after this one on his contract, for Miritich, yeah. for uh mm-hmm. Rondo, and for Ingram? So it's two expirings, so- Brandon Ingram, and then you have to take on cap space you probably the lakers will probably have to send uh, a pick I don't there as see, well i don't see what's in it for washington run it back to me for washington washington gets ingram washington get, and, turns beal into ingram and then gets a bunch of expiring contracts to get off of bradley beal because the john wall yeah. contract is starting next year and they're gonna need some more cap relief to deal with that see i wonder there if that's the hang-up does washington say we would rather have Bradley Beal than Brandon Ingram and expiring contracts. Yeah, and that 
could be the case. That's that's where you're gonna have to do some arm twisting. But I'm very if I'm the Pelicans, I'm super interested. Okay. So we got we got if two can, of the three on board. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm super interested. I'd love to have Bradley Beal and I I'd love to get Kuzma and Lonzo and two draft picks and some expiring money in uh, KCP. And then they they, they they keep Drew Holiday in that deal. So they're still one deal away. If I'm the Pelicans, I'm a little bit optimistic about uh being able to deal uh, Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday in their primes. I agree. And I also would say that, you know, there's there's kind of two approaches to this whole um, transition that the Pelicans are about to go through. Like one of which is like, okay, we have to sell off Anthony Davis. And if we're selling off Anthony Davis, we might as well sell off Drew Holiday. That, that, like, that plan A is basically like going super young. But then there's another version of like uh, another uh, like transitional plan, which is like plan B, which is like keeping Drew Holiday and getting players kind of on his age and his kind of timeline. And maybe you don't have to like do a full reboot. Maybe you can sort of rebuild on the fly or you know i don't know yeah the thing is the alternative keeping davis and drew holiday in their six games eight games under 500 like that's not working anyway so why not no for sure for sure spread the wealth yeah all right what else you got okay this one uh this is an outside the box candidate so this one is between the pelicans and the raptors okay raptors got a lot of a lot of interesting Mm -hmm. pieces so to the Toronto Raptors, I am sending Anthony Davis. To the New Orleans Pelicans, I am sending Jonas Valanciunas, Fred Van Vliet, OG Aninobi, Pascal Siakam, wow. and Toronto's 2021 <laughs> first-round draft pick. Now I say that's important. I say 2021 because that will be the year in which Anthony Davis leaves Toronto. Wow. So the team should, in theory, be <laughs> fucking terrible. And I want that unprotected first-round pick, right? That's Toronto so, going all in. All in. So my theory here is this. There's a very real chance that Kawhi Leonard is about to leave in this offseason, right? So Masai Ujiri, he knew that when he traded for Kawhi. And he knew it could be a one-and-done situation, and he deemed that was like a risk worth taking. So if you decide that that's a risk worth taking, you might as well go all-in on that strategy. And the way to go all-in is rolling with a core of Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard, and Anthony Davis. And they can still surround those guys with Ibaka, Danny Green, Norman Powell, um, CJ Miles, DeLon Wright, Malachi Richardson, Greg Greg Monroe. you know, if anyone can take a hit to their depth, it's the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, but wow, that's... For, <laughs> and, and, I mean, that would be lethal. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, and, uh, and Lowry on the same team for one season, I mean, it could be lethal. Now, for the Pelicans, Siakam looks like the future. Um, he's probably going to win most improved player of the year. He, uh, you know, he, he, uh, with Van Vliet, you get like a, a, a starting point guard, basically that's stuck in a situation where he can't get minutes. Valanchunas will become like a beast once he's in a full-time role again. And plus you get the first round pick once Kawhi leaves in free agency and Anthony Davis is gone. That first round pick is like such a fucking, <laughs> like, oh, that's like, don't worry. That's all. In. <laughs> that's that. That's littered throughout my entire trade strategy. Because <laughs> it's like, not only are we going to give you our entire team, 
but we know we're going to be bad, and you get that pick too. Like, and you know you're going to be bad. Yeah, we know you're going to be bad. That's, that's so, no like you get the you get the boat and the life vest. We we guarantee we will be bad and <laughs> sad in 2022. I guess the thinking there is that that's the world right. will implode on itself by then, so it's not really that important. There you go. That's a theory. Yeah, or like uh, Masai won't be there anyway. It's one of those win now GM moves. It's like good luck next guy. It's a total. But they've already done that. Like, haven't they already said they're in win now mode when they traded for Kawhi? You know, like they 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 are willing to say like, let's just take a chance on Kawhi. He'll probably leave in free agency, and even if he does, it's still worth it to make one title run. And if he leaves, then at least we have the salary cap space once he's gone. Yeah. So but at least they, let's just go all in on that strategy. They have they have three young players and a draft pick in case Kawhi leaves, and you're saying, no, 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 we were taking all of that. This is like one of the few... We're taking all the good stuff. <laughs> this is one of the yeah. few deals where I feel like, wow, are you giving too much up for Anthony Davis? Is it like the Knicks? You tell me. Is it like the Knicks? You tell like, me. Wait a minute. Are they giving too much up for Carmelo Anthony? <laughs> you want Anthony Davis? You're giving me your whole goddamn team. Wow. That's like six quarters for a dollar. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, all right, I like that one. Let's take a break from the trade machine and thank SeatGeek for sponsoring this episode of Buckets. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. They search multiple ticket sites all within one app. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. So next time you need a ticket to an event like, I don't know, a basketball game or maybe a football game, perhaps the theater is more your speed, you can use SeatGeek and their app as your go-to ticket source. I actually have the SeatGeek app on my phone and I use it to buy Lakers tickets. And it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. Best of all, all my listeners, that's you, get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase if you download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code BUCKETS today. That's promo code BUCKETS for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Thanks, SeatGeek. Let me pull up my next Laker trade. Another three-teamer. Okay. Uh, This one is if the Pelicans say, we love Kuz, we love Ingram, we don't need Alonzo. We love Kuz. We love Ingram. We don't need Lonzo. That's wow. Right. Okay. We want a a, um, a more explosive, exciting youngster. Uh, his name is Dennis Smith Jr. So we're getting the Mavericks involved. Okay. The Mavs will get Lonzo, who pairs very well with Luca, And then the Pelicans are getting our poo-poo platter of youngsters, Ingram, Kuz, Zoo. They're also getting Dennis Smith Jr. They're also getting KCP. And the Lakers get Anthony Davis and Devin Harris from the Mavericks. Oh my goodness. Wait, run that back for me one more time. Pelicans get Ingram, Kuzma, Zubats, and Dennis Smith Jr. The Mavericks get Lonzo, and the Lakers get Anthony Davis and Devin Harris. Hollinger likes this trade. Hollinger likes it? What's he give it? He's given it a increased one win for the Mavericks, one win for the Lakers, and minus eight for the Pelicans, which is great for them because they're going get to gonna get a great draft pick. Plus, they're getting five sure. great players. Man. And they keep okay, Drew Holiday so in this scenario. The Mavs are getting Lonzo, huh? Yep. Wow, he would be something playing next to Luca. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the haul for the Pelicans worries me a little bit. They're basically it's, saying we prefer Dennis Smith Jr. over Lonzo. Right, 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 right. I would probably respectfully disagree, but... Um, you know, I can see where they're coming. I mean, I can see where you're coming from and making the trade. 
Uh, I love Lonzo. So if I'm a GM, I'm certainly buying Lonzo stock. Um, I agree, but there's man. some Lonzo haters out there. Why? Why, do, why are people down on him? Remind me. Uh, he can't shoot and he can't stay healthy. He can't shoot. But if you care about those yeah, two things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. I just want to present the Pelicans with options. We got, we got youngsters, and if you don't like those youngsters, we can turn them into other youngsters. We can give you draft picks. We want to make things comfortable for you. We want you to keep Drew Holiday. We want to turn Anthony Davis into five solid young players for you guys. Wow. Okay. So that's my um, three-teamer in which Lonzo goes to Dallas. And Dallas, you know, gets rid of Dennis Smith Jr., who's also basically requested a trade. I feel like this yeah. makes everybody a little bit more peaceful. Everybody can breathe a sigh of relief. This is certainly a win for a lot of people who've asked out. Yeah, yep. that's true. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I have a Lakers trade. Um, I don't know. We. I, I feel like you're going to cover us on the Lakers front, so I'll save my Lakers trade. Yeah, I got enough uh, Lakers trades for you. I, I got a spicy one for you here. Um, this is a trade. Let me pull it up on my computer. Um, this is a trade now between the Phoenix Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans. So <clears throat> going to the Suns is Anthony Davis, and going to the Pelicans is TJ Warren, DeAndre Ayton, Mikael Bridges, and Phoenix first and Phoenix uh, Phoenix's first rounders in 2019 and 2021. Wow. Um, Phoenix gets a pick and roll wingman to help lead the franchise in Devin uh, in Anthony Davis. Right. Yep. They retain Josh Jackson, Kelly Oubre, some of their other youngsters. Yep. And for New Orleans, I think it's a home run. I mean, DeAndre Ayton has the potential to be the next dominant big man in the NBA. Yeah, super right? young. He's like. Made made in the mold of Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Warren's a versatile scorer, and they stockpile first round draft picks. Once Anthony Davis leaves, leaves Phoenix, those picks are going to wind up in the lottery, and New Orleans is just going to be rolling in it. Plus, they retain um, they retain Drew Holiday, so they can go ahead and deal him in a separate move if they like, or they can hang on to him, whatever they want. But um, yeah, it seems like Phoenix could be desperate enough to do something stupid. They're trying to keep, you know, they're trying to ramp up their efforts with Devin Booker and make a run for the playoffs. And that seems like uh, they could be like very vulnerable and do something stupid. Yeah, that's that's like you keep bringing up people that like, like DeAndre Ayton makes more sense on uh-huh. Phoenix than Anthony Davis does in a weird way because Phoenix for a year <laughs> exactly. and a half of Anthony Davis will be the New Orleans Pelicans, but worse, they won't make the playoffs. Yes. Why exactly. give up your future big man for a year and a half of Anthony Davis as if it's like a win now move? Hey man, this team is not hey on the man, cusp. You know, you just, it's that old adage. You just got to get a couple of superstars on the same team. <laughs> so we get Devin Booker and Anthony Davis and, you know, stars just love playing together. Well, that's man. right. Next just up. Get a couple of them. Su- get a couple of them superstars. That's, not, that's, yeah. that's, that's what we're doing here. There are a lot of good free agents. There's no way that he's staying in Phoenix. So it would be a total win now move. It would be the most short-sighted move that <laughs> like the, the GM should, any GM that makes that move ought to lose his job. Um, let me be very, very clear about that. Yeah. Um, but God, it would be a hell of a haul. It would be a hell of a haul for the Pelicans if they could ever convince that stupid GM in uh, Phoenix to do it. It's also a and great. I think that GM. It's a great fuck you no, move just, 
for like the Pelicans to be yeah. like, oh, Anthony Davis, you don't like playing in New Orleans? You don't you don't think we're a very good team? You want to play for the Lakers? All right, why don't you play for the Suns for the next year and a half? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I mean, we have seen that before. I mean, like Kawhi Leonard w- requested a trade to the Lakers and they sent him to... F- freezing cold Toronto so I mean we have seen crazier we have seen crazier things than spiteful GMs trading off disgruntled stars to places where they don't want to go exactly but I should again I should be clear any GM that makes that move ought to lose his job although like Um, the uh, the equivalent of that is almost like Paul George going to Oklahoma City where it's like fuck you go to Oklahoma and we'll take uh, Oladipo and Sabonis and then it's like Wait, Paul George loves it here. Like, why is that any less likely than uh, Anthony Davis loving Phoenix? I think the GM of Phoenix would, uh, yeah, like his counter to me calling him an idiot would be like, hey, well, look, you know, Paul, everyone said it was, uh, it was, everyone was making fun of the GM in Oklahoma City when he traded for Paul George and they convinced him to stay. So maybe we can convince Anthony Davis that he should hang out in Tucson or Phoenix, <laughs> Arizona for the next 10 years of his life. Hey, I'd rather um, live in Phoenix than Oklahoma. Yeah, well... I don't know, man. That team is going to be not good for a while, and if they give up, if they give up those future draft picks, God, I mean, good luck. But imagine luck. you get you have Booker, you have uh, Davis, and then you need like a, a mid tier free agent like yeah. a Tobias Harris or a Jimmy Butler joining. That's a pretty solid team. So some of my theory with like these, I have another couple of like swing for the fences kind of moves. Is that you know, especially like when you gut a team of their depth, that if there is enough kind of sexy star power in place, and in this case, it's Anthony Davis and Devin Booker, maybe they can like twist some arms or convince some vets, like some vet minimum guys to sign there for not a lot of money, or maybe someone will want to go play with them. You know, like maybe, maybe Devin Booker's best friend is, I don't know, some other young superstar that we don't know about, and he'll actually want to play with, you know, Devin Booker and and uh, and Anthony Davis and Phoenix. So who knows? Yeah, I don't hate that trade. Uh, all right, my last Laker three teamer. Let's say New Orleans says, um, you know what? We love Lonzo. We love Ingram. They're both twenty one. Get rid of that old guy, Kyle Kuzma. We know what he is, and he's not great for us. So uh, this is what I got. This is who I got involved. Do you remember the day of, or perhaps the day before, uh, Anthony Davis? created this hurricane thon maker uh made a similar request to in milwaukee yes thon maker (laughs) i do and he's like that's right this today is about me and then anthony davis came out and nobody's spoken about thon maker since um i do i remember this so what if the milwaukee bucks take kuzma which i think is a pretty solid fit he's a six foot eight inch youngster who can score the bucks send the pelicans thon maker and a young uh, shooting guard and Dante DiVincenzo, uh, in addition to the Lakers giving up KCP and Lonzo and Ingram and a pick. So the Bucks are turning Thon Maker and Dante DiVincenzo into Kuzma, which is pretty solid consolidation okay. of depth. The Pelicans are getting Thon Maker and DiVincenzo and Ball and Ingram and KCP. The Lakers get Anthony Davis. Uh, Hollinger seems to like this trade too. It's good for the Lakers, it's good for the Bucks, and it's bad for the Pelicans, which is, I guess, good for them in the long term. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm a Kuzma fan. I'm a Kuzma fan. So, I mean, in this case, if I'm the GM of the Pelicans, I I am certainly buying Kuzma stock, but I understand that not everyone has the same opinion as I do. So, certainly, if the Milwaukee Bucks can acquire Kyle Kuzma to pair along Giannis, I mean, those are a couple of high flying guys. Um, that's a that's a win. I mean, turning Dante Divincenzo Dante Divincenzo and Thon Maker into uh, Kyle Kuzma is a no brainer. Um, and then Ball, KCP, Ingram, and anything else I'm missing wind up in New Orleans? Yeah, it might take a pick from Milwaukee and a pick from the Lakers. So New Orleans is getting two first-rounders. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty interesting. I think that's pretty interesting. And then it's just Anthony Davis straight to the Lakers? Uh, that's right, Anthony Davis to the Lakers. I like it. I think that's that. That's definitely a workable, workable trade for me. I like that. All right. Those are my those are my three Laker three teamers depending on uh, who the Pelicans prefer and I don't think they've stated or there has there hasn't even been any leaks about which of those youngsters the Pelicans prefer over the other. Um, do you want a Laker trade or do you want another outside the box trade? Give me one more outside the box trade because I have one yeah. non Laker trade after this one. Great. Okay. So this one is a deal between the Pelicans and the Utah Jazz. Ooh la la. Um, the Utah Jazz will be getting uh, Anthony Davis and Solomon Hill. And the New Orleans Pelicans will be getting Rudy Gobert, Dante Exum, Grayson Allen, and Royce O'Neal. Why does Utah do it? Well, the biggest, sexiest, most important player in the history of the franchise will now be Anthony Davis. No one of Anthony Davis's magnitude has ever called their home Salt Lake City, right? So you pair Anthony Davis with the with a defensive-minded player who can score from any any spot on the court and pair him with uh Donovan Mitchell and the sky's the limit. Um they still have a really solid supporting cast around them. They, you know, they have the Jay Crowders of the world and um Ricky Rubios of the world and you know all Joe Ingles, all those great like depth role player, defensive guys. And for the Pelicans, I mean, I know the stifle tower, Rudy Gobert, he isn't Anthony Davis, but he's damn good. He's great. Um, Potential defensive player. He's locked into a contract for another three years. He's a foundational defensive talent. And for the Pelicans, it's a great rebuilding piece. Um, as are, you know, guys like Exum, Grayson Allen, Royce O'Neal. So, suddenly Drew Holiday, what I was talking about before, suddenly Drew Holiday has a pick and roll partner. They don't necessarily have to trade off Drew Holiday. You know, Drew Holiday and uh, and Rudy Gobert are about the same age. And the Pelicans are as relevant as ever. And maybe they're even in, cont- maybe they're even in contention for a playoff seed. Um, with that squad, they're deeper than their, than their current iteration. And, uh, I don't know. So Rudy Gobert, Dante Exum, Grayson Allen, and Royce O'Neal for Solomon Hills, Albatross contract and Anthony Davis. Yeah. That's another, I mean, all these should make Pelicans fans pretty optimistic. These are all like pretty solid returns for uh, generational talent in Anthony Davis. I'm not mad at like getting Gobert and Exum and Grayson Allen and Rochelle. Sure. Like these are solid pieces. Plus you keep Drew Holiday or you can flip him for more young players. I'm not mad at any of that. The big thing is with a lot of these trades that I've proposed is, you know, the fans, like the critics of these trades are going to be like, but here's the thing. Anthony, we know Anthony Davis doesn't want to play long-term in Salt Lake City. Yeah. You know, 
we know he wants to be a Laker. So what are we supposed to do? Like, how do we take any solace in knowing that this guy is out of here in a year and a half? I think you point, my, you point to Paul George. Yeah, I point to Paul George. And you know what else I point to? I point to that goddamn NBA championship trophy. And I say, win one of those. If he gets you one of those, it doesn't matter. Let him leave. If Anthony Davis and Donovan Mitchell can get you a trophy, if if they can get you a chip, then it was all worth it. That's the problem. Um, The the timeline is such where the Warriors are such prohibitive favorites that you almost have to throw this season away. Like Anthony Davis joining pretty much any team won't be favored over the Warriors right now. Yep. So you basically are all in on next year. So when a team like Toronto comes calling, it's like, we might not even have Kawhi next year. Uh, Utah's a better example because they'll have that team in place for next year so they can make a run out of it. But it's still a one-year shot. Yeah. Um, and that's just because the Warriors another, are so good. <laughs> I got another outside-the-box one real quick if you want it here. Is this a Warriors uh, trade? Because this is what I was about to yeah. suggest. Yeah, give me your give me your Warriors. <laughs> we might straight, have the same I'll one. give you my Warriors straight. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm sure we did. All right. Yeah, uh, it's one big man going west. Anthony Davis. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Pelicans get Boogie back. They get Draymond Green and they get Andre Iguodala. Oh, interesting. Interesting. That's not the trade that I have. Okay. Great. So I think about it. that one for a second. Would yeah, the give it Would the Warriors Boogie? say no? So it's Boogie, uh, Boogie, and who else? Boogie, Draymond, and Iggy. Yeah, I like your trade much more than mine. Um, yeah, I I really like that. Boogie, Draymond, and Iggy straight up for Anthony Davis. Yeah, Boogie's gone next year anyway. The, the Warriors can't afford to keep him. So you're Draymond basically... Draymond has two more years. This year and um, next. Yeah. I guess the question is, do the Pelicans... Why would the Pelicans want Boogie for three months, Draymond for a year, and Iguodala for a year and a half? Like that, there's the no reason. Yeah, let's think that out. The reason that they would want that is, um, it's no young. I think asset. the reason they would they would the reason that they would want that is to basically flip Draymond Green for something else, right? right. But um, you already have Anthony Davis. Just flip him for something else. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, basically, you're like putting off. You're just putting off what you're doing right now, which is like we have this nice shiny thing but he doesn't really make sense for our team so let's see if we can trade him for something cool yeah yeah um which is what which is the problem that they have in anthony davis except draymond is a less valuable interesting thing than anthony davis yeah and the warriors Um, don't have a ton of young exciting players they don't have like a kuzma or an ingram who's like they haven't reached their potential yet because you know they have five all-stars instead (laughs) i (laughs) i had the same problem looking at their roster actually the trade that i put together was draymond and sean livingston for anthony davis with the idea being like, well, maybe, maybe, you know, they, they, maybe they go into the summer and they try to flip Draymond for something else, but it's just putting off, it, it's just delaying the inevitable or it's the same problem that they're in with Anthony Davis right now, yeah. which is like that they have a veteran player that doesn't want to be there. So they're trying to cash him in for younger, cheaper assets. Um, so it doesn't really solve anything. Yeah. <laughs> do you have uh do you have one last trade you want to discuss before yeah. we get to more yeah. overarching questions? Yeah. Um okay, let me pull this one up for you. This is a this is really fun. Okay, so I am going to send uh this is between the Pelicans and the Los Angeles Clippers. I am going to be sending to the Clippers uh Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday 
for Danilo Gallinari, Tobias Harris, Montrez Harrell, Shea Gilgis Alexander, <laughs> Full Jerome <team> Robinson, <laughs> Jerome Robinson, and Los Angeles' first round pick in 2021. So it's a full team I mean, trade. So it's a full it's the Carmelo deal, Can't, basically. <laughs> and and in fact, we even we even get Gallinari in there who is was part of the original Knicks Carmelo. Well, that's deal. right. Can't they just switch um, mascots instead of making all these players change jerseys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so the Clippers basically they steal Anthony Davis from the city of Los Angeles and uh, they steal him from their crosstown rivals, the Lakers. And yeah, so like you mentioned, they, they completely, they're gutted, right? So the, the Pelicans just kind of gut their depth. But in doing so, they have two cornerstone franchise talents in Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis, and they're playing in arguably the most desirable market in, uh, in the NBA in Los Angeles. Yep. So free agents, right? Free agents, particularly like vet minimum type guys, they're going to jump at the chance to chase rings with the unibrow. So that that's my logic for the Clippers. Um isn't Steve Ballmer like building a new arena or something? They, yeah, maybe down the line. Po- maybe, right? Point being is the Clippers are constantly, much like the Knicks, unfortunately, the Clippers are constantly seeking these like marquee star attractions to kind of steal some thunder from the Lakers. And if they're able to take Anthony Davis away from the Lakers, it would be a coup. But why did the um, why do the Pelicans want the Clippers? The Clippers are a five hundred team. Great. I think the big thing here is Shea Gilgis Alexander. The future is like in front of him. You get the chance to resign Tobias Harris. Montrez Harrell has you know he he has two years left uh, and makes six million bucks a year. He's a steal. Jerome Robinson is locked in for the next four years at three million bucks a pop. Um, there's some, you know, there's some stuff here. I mean, look, you're, you're giving up Anthony Davis. It's never gonna, it's never gonna, it's, you're, you're never really going to win, but I'll have, you know, Hollinger says it's a plus three for the Pelicans. Hey there. That's a, that's a unique one. Yeah. All right. So here's my overarching question. Now that we've gotten Mm -hmm. all those trade suggestions out of the way, is any of this worth pulling the trigger on versus waiting in July? No. (laughs) Why, Why would the Pelicans say, okay, before the open house, let's accept someone's offer uh, at right. asking. Yeah, I think you just answered your own question. I think, yeah, I mean, it just seemed so. the The biggest, um, the biggest dark horse, I think, in this scenario is the Boston Celtics, um, and you know, like I, for, I don't totally understand all the rules, but from what I've gathered and read and, and heard on various podcasts, basically the Celtics aren't able to acquire uh, Anthony Davis at this trade deadline um, because they've already traded and acquired uh, Kyrie Irving. So basically they can't acquire Anthony Davis until the summer, but once the summer comes, they can make a trade offer for him. So if I'm the Pelicans, I am certainly interested in a lot of the players on the Celtics. And, you know, Boston aside, it just seems to me like this is the most important move in the history of the franchise, right? It's the most important move in the history of the Pelicans franchise. Yeah. He, like you said, this is the equivalent of trading Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So you're only going to benefit from having more information, having more time. 
I'm not totally sure, to be honest with you, that they want to allow their current general manager, Dell Demps, make this decision. They should probably really figure out like, okay, <laughs> are we ready to like hand the future of our team right. to Dell Demps? Step you know, one, like, firing the guy who makes the decisions. <laughs> All right. Step two, we'll right. be hiring we a sure smart person. We trust this guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if I were them, I would spend the next six months um, weighing offers, but also kind of like taking stock of their whole franchise really and figuring out like, what's the direction of the franchise? You know, like who's the coach? Who's the general manager? Are we all in on like young guys and draft picks? Are we trying to split the baby and get like, you know, young vets? Are we trying to make the playoffs next year? Are we trying to tank? What's the, what's the plan? So I would say the, the first step really is like an organizational thing. It's like looking at management and deciding like, is Dell Demps and are Dell Demps and Alvin Gentry the people that they want all right. at the you know at the reins. So the Lakers will give them two days to do that, and then we'll make a deal <laughs> on. You want to say February first, Friday? It's a fun day to make a deal. Go into the weekend with a couple new players, or you know what? You could take the weekend. You have until the seventh to make a decision. February first. That would be you're talking Friday. about in three three yeah, days. Day, yeah. day yeah. three. Uh, that come to Jesus moment you were talking about gut check, spiritual, whatever. <laughs> Get that out of your system by lunch. Uh-huh. 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 Hit up yeah, a nice no. restaurant, and then let's say we'll call this into the into the league on Friday. We'll go into the weekend. Who owns feeling... Who owns the Pelicans? It's the ben, It's the Benson family. Yeah, right? same the guy. People that own the Saints. That's right, Mister and Mrs. Benson. If you're listening to this, and I know you're not, please, for the love of God, come on, do not trade Anthony Davis to the Lakers in the next two days. What's the big? They, they got nothing. To, they didn't the make summer. the Super Bowl. They got a whole Sunday off. To consider Just everything. Wait. Please, for the love of God, wait, 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 weigh your options. Who cares who That's gets Zion? They don't need Zion Williamson. I think he would help rebuild the franchise <laughs> for sure. Uh, that's another thing. It's it's one is Tatum going to be involved in a trade, and if so, do we wait until July to find out? And then two, who lands Zion, which we'll know by uh free agency in July. Yep. So Man. I'm optimistic that the Lakers land him. I'm not optimistic that the Lakers you, land him uh, in the next two weeks. Let, let me ask you, what's the, I mean, I, I think I can probably figure out the answer, but help me figure it out. What's the urgency for the Lakers to get this done in the next 10 days? Is it basically come the summer, it's going to be a free-for-all and someone's going to be able to make as competitive as competitive of an offer as the Lakers can? That's right. It basically is the real estate analogy. It's getting in before the open house. Like, I don't want to turn this into a bidding right. war. Uh, I want you. I want to make the over the over offer basically saying, the problem is the Lakers have probably offered everything already. They're not saying, like, this is everything, but in July we're going to offer less because that's a very empty threat. The Pelicans know. It's like, no, you're going to be offering that exact deal and maybe more right. in six months. Uh, and right. then it's they don't want a repeat of the Paul George situation, which was giving him a taste of another franchise for a year might incentivize him to stay. Paul George also wanted to come to the Lakers, and things change in a year and a half. Uh, two, two interesting bits of breaking news while we've been recording just because I have Twitter no. open in the background. One is a complete rumor, and one is real news. We'll start with the boring real news, which is kind of funny. Hit me. Shams reports, the NBA has fined Anthony Davis $50,000 for going Holy on shit. record with a trade request. 
Really? That's right. It violates the that collective bargaining rule prohibiting players or their representation from making public trade demands. I didn't know that. I feel like trade demands are made all the time. Uh, has Jimmy Butler been fined? Uh, has, I don't know. Has Kawhi Leonard been fined? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's, why are, the, that's why are the Lakers always the ones getting caught with these rules? You know, it's not fair to us small market teams. I would say this is a this is a slap on the wrist, but I feel like Rich Paul has watches that are more expensive than that. Yeah, please. Uh, and then this is the juicy bit of rumor that you know completely up un, un what is it substantiated, but it's yeah. fun to read. Uh, there's now buzz murmuring going on that Kyrie is eager to play with LeBron again, and that could happen yeah. in Los Angeles. I drew up. I I definitely one of my off the wall trades was a uh a Kyrie it was a three team deal between the Celtics, the Lakers and the Pelicans and it actually sent Kyrie to the Lakers and Anthony Davis to the Celtics and the hope there was get Kyrie to Los Angeles uh, Anthony Davis plays one year in Boston. He freezes his ass off, hates the Northeast, and then just walks to Los Angeles in free agency. And then you have Kyrie, LeBron, and AD. Well, Kyrie's a free agent this summer. He says that that's he's right. going to oh, stay, right. but he didn't like you know actually commit to that. So Kyrie, if the Lakers trade for AD, Kyrie can just walk himself this summer to the Lakers. They don't have to wait another year. Where uh, where does Laker Nation stand on the idea of Kyrie Irving playing for the Lakers? Would that be an exciting thing, or, or like where where do we stand on him right now, as, Kyrie? As the um, ambassador of Laker Nation, I would say we've, we're exactly. very excited about Kyrie Irving. We'd we'd love okay. to have Kyrie, AD, and LeBron on our team. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, yeah. How are you feeling about this whole Anthony Davis process? Do you feel are you, have you been sleeping? Have you had anxiety? Are you eating? Are you are you are you going to the gym? Are you you know like t- talk to me what the last few days have been like for you? I'm I'm a little I'm I'm so pessimistic that this thing will get done by February seventh because there's literally no reason for it to. That yeah. I'm not really I'm trying not to get like too nervous yet. Let's let are me let nervous? me wait until July and we'll we'll feel the nerves when Boston is making their offer when there are murmurs of yeah. Jason Tatum being involved in a trade. It's just it, Are you nervous about the prospects of the summer? Like do you feel I mean, I gotta be honest with you, I think the Lakers package is really competitive. I mean, if as long as they're throwing in all four guys, I really like Kuzma, Lonzo. Uh, Ingram's not my favorite player, but he's, I mean, the pedigree is there. He's going to be, you know, he'll be a great player. He'll be an all-star, I'm sure, at some point. And if they throw in Zubac or, or Josh Hart, throw in a draft pick, I mean, that's a really hard, you know, that's a really hard package to beat. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the Celtics would have to put together to compete with that, but it would certainly begin with Jason Tatum. Um, uh, what's his face? Um, Jalen Brown. And they, Jaylen got, Brown. they got more first-round picks. Jalen Brown's a free agent though, right? Like come this summer, he's not, he's not property of the Celtics. So I thought he was, I mean, I thought, I thought he was a Celtic this summer or maybe he's due for an extension. Maybe, maybe it's that he's due for an extension. this summer. So yeah, I think the onus is like on, on, uh, that they'll have to pay him. Yeah. But the, the, the Celtics have, yeah. Jalen Brown is on the hook for at least one more year and then an option for that third year. 
Yeah, um, I don't know. So it'd be something like Tatum, Brown, and I don't know what Terry Rozier and maybe Marcus Smart or something, right? Like, well, it's those know, two is that plus package that much better than what the Lakers can offer. Um, a lot of people are really, really high on Tatum, saying that he's better than anybody yeah. the Lakers can offer. There's not a lot of amazing high ceiling 21 year olds on the table. So if I mean, really, it all becomes it, it all comes down to who the Pelicans value. Do they love Lonzo or are they a Lonzo hater? Right. The gamut on the reaction to one of these players varies so wildly, let alone four of them. There's so many variables. It's going to be exciting. You watch the I have a question. You watch the Lakers every night. Where do you stand on their on their four, three or four youngsters? Who's your favorite? Like, who do you think has the highest ceiling of of the young guys? I think is it Lonzo. Yeah, mine is my guy is Lonzo. If we can keep. Yeah. I would be sad but thrilled if we got rid of everybody for Anthony Davis just because I've right. grown close to these silly kids as I've seen them grow up over the last two to three years. Uh, but I would be incredibly excited if we got to keep Lonzo and get AD. That would be such a win. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Wow. Um it's going to be exciting. Uh, hopefully something happens in February because crazier things have happened. People have made stupid deals before, so it's not out of the realm. It's just every, I, every tweet that I it's, read is like, the Celtics are priming for an amazing <laughs> offer. Everybody's calling Del Demps, imploring them not to give in. As much as the players love the Lakers, owners and GMs and fans hate the Lakers. The last thing that a GM wants yeah. to do is to help the Lakers, to be the guy that sent Anthony Davis to L.A. It's crazy. It's crazy that Anthony Davis has requested a trade, and now if like Mike, if Mike Conley and uh, Marcus are moved at the deadline, it's going to be like, eh, eh, who cares? <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? It's like under any other circumstance, that would be like a blockbuster, yeah. like you know, like altering the power dynamics of the league. Now it's like, eh, especially if it's like, like Anthony to Davis move yet. Yeah, exactly. It's like right. Conley to Detroit. Yeah. Uh, get Conley out of the way, to Detroit. Yeah, I was looking on, at Anthony man. Davis. Do you think Anthony I'm Davis? On AD. <laughs> uh, last question: You think Anthony Davis plays again for the Pelicans? Good question. Yeah, I've heard and read lots of different things. There, there's one school of thought which is like, Why play okay, him? well we know he, we know he doesn't want to be here. Yep. Um, there's no use in potentially getting him hurt. I think he's currently out with a finger injury. Um, so why are we going to risk potentially, um, devaluing our asset by getting him hurt? So maybe we'll just sit his ass down. Um, <laughs> and, and also if they're, if they're looking to, to tank, if they're looking for draft picks, you know what I mean? That just expedites the process by sitting him. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure that he plays anymore. I'm not sure that he'll play again for the Pelicans, which would be kind of sad but i understand where management would be coming from if they decide to sit him so we shall see i read a very funny comment on the pelican subreddit that said uh well it wasn't a good run (laughs) 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 the end of an era that was i guess fine we won a playoff series last year which was nice oh god how sad i don't know if i'm a pelicans fan i'm optimistic i'm not like super bummed because he's not leaving in free agency he gave you a heads up and you're going to be able to turn these two players who are on a sub 500 team into some awesome assets i mean look what denver did after they traded carmelo they ended up playing here's great basketball here's what i want the pelicans to do they need to hire sam hankey yesterday hire sam hankey and let that guy handle the offseason because if anyone is a master at acquiring assets for you know it, it it's him you know he mastered the process 
um, he's the guy that they should allow to make these these uh, high level decisions. Yeah, you might as well go after the smartest guy and be like, all right, first order of business, who can you get for Anthony Davis? It's kind of fun. I mean, he was the person that masterminded Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons in Philadelphia. So do it. Go get go get Sam Hankey. Um, all right, Chris, where can people hear more of you and your insights? Yeah, so I have an NBA podcast called On the Line. Search for it in iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher. Uh, Amir was on the show this week. We did some trade deadline talks. So if you enjoyed this sort of stuff, there's more of that on my podcast. And uh, yeah, check it out, onthelinepodcast.com. Hell yeah. And we'll uh, we'll be back again next week. As always, maybe we'll have even more later breaking news. Maybe Anthony Davis won't be on the Pelicans anymore. Can you imagine that? I can't. Uh, (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. Bye. Thanks again, Chris. All right. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.